Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Welcome to Wild and Crazy Guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you, June 4th. 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Troll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Friday morning. We did it. It was a short week. Didn't necessarily feel like it, but we did it all the same. Nick Roush, how you doing? I'm with you. It di- it didn't feel like a shortened week at times. Um, I'm okay. I I had a. You, you ever have one of those days where you just suck at your job? Well, I know that that's easy low hanging fruit for you to say, isn't that every day? I had one of those yesterday where I just, my brain was just not one firing. So, we're, but today is a new day. We're back. Finishing on a high note. Justin, he has days where his brain isn't firing. I thought that was every day. No, come on. I, I took the joke from uh, you. Low, come low on. hanging fruit. Come thank on. You. They, thank yeah, you. you Justin, can't really take the joke if he says it. I, I, well, I literally did and made, made the same joke. <laughs> and uh, here we are having a great time. Justin, how are you? Good. I'm good. good. I got good. some sleep last night, had the day off, did a whole bunch of nothing yesterday. It was a great day. But it was your Saturday. Today. It was your Saturday, right? Correct. Yeah. So technically, today's my Sunday. Oh, Ooh. Sunday fun. And day. then I don't work Monday. So. Wait. Uh, I don't. Yeah, not not fall. You lost me on that one, but uh, that's all right. Glad you had a good day. I'm pumped. I am uh, got a busy busy Friday today. Yes, it does. It, it does. I, you know, here I am complaining pretty much about several things to start today's show, and I'm actually in a good mood. But the weekend after a long weekend kind of sucks because it it feels sped up when in reality it's just the actual. It's just your normal weekend. But, like, last weekend, Saturday morning, you are like, eh, I still got two more nights. Who cares? I'm, I'm living on borrowed time at this point. Come tomorrow morning, it's going to be like, oh, man, I've only got one more of these. This that, That's kind of a bummer. The weekend after a long weekend can be difficult, Roush. I, I, I hear you in that aspect, especially because it was, it was nice in that you woke up on your Saturday. It was bad weather, and you're like, oh, well, who cares? Uh, because I have – two more days to make up for my weekend, which would make, I mean, that would just make every, I mean, imagine if this was the case every weekend, three day weekend, you Uh had a day to recoup. You had a day to have fun. You had a day to do your chores. It'd be glorious. Absolutely glorious. Thanks a lot, Joe Biden. Yeah. In our lifetime, we'll, we'll see a transition to three day weekends. I bet. That's a, that's a TJ 50 year promise. That's pretty generous uh, to assume I'm living another 50 years, but uh, you get the you get the gist of it. Yeah, I think you will in some professions, um, but in some others, it's going to be. Uh, I don't. I don't think it will be the norm. But four I mean, tens, it, four tens makes so much more sense than doing five days a week. Yeah. If you're like a yeah, regular I, I, I think. Fiver. 
I think it'll be the norm. It may not. It won't be universal. It just won't be possible to be universal. But I, I think I think your average American will have three day weekends at some point in our lifetime, or at least like half day Fridays at a minimum, which a lot of people already do, to be honest with you. But uh, anyways, uh, big plans this weekend for for you, just well, I guess you're working, so never mind. Roush, what do you got on tap? Well, I don't work till Sunday. Okay, so Wait. so you do have a today. If today is your Sunday, then what's your tomorrow? Uh, Monday, because I don't work Mondays either. So I have I have exactly what you all were just talking about the four four tens. So life's good. You, you have the four tens, but you also wake up and talk with us goons. So he's I, I he's confused so, me twice yeah, talking about the days of the week. <laughs> In a matter of probably three minutes. That's, imp- that's impressive. Uh, <laughs> Friday, DJ. Oh, wait, now it's Friday? It's not Saturday anymore? Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. No, it's Sunday for him, but Friday for us, <laughs> it was actually our Saturday. And then tomorrow's Monday. Oh, my gosh. Oh, heavens. Text down into the show, 502-414-1450. Shout out to local John. The Lakers are dead. Wow. He's spoken into existence. Yeah, I uh, AD gets hurt. I watched that first quarter. It, it uh, as he's nicknamed Street Clothes. I just don't think who who knows when the last time he was actually healthy. And as much as I have grown to not really enjoy watching him play basketball as much anymore, LeBron hadn't looked healthy for a little bit as well. Maybe we should have seen this coming, but it was still AD and LeBron and the Lakers. You figured that oh no, the Suns the two seed. Tough luck, they get LA, but Suns are a damn good team, and mm-hmm. they're going to be they're going to be a tough out moving forward. But they kind of took care of business. They did exactly what they had to do, and that was not oh as God. exciting of a series as we thought it'd be. I, I pulled up the box score, Terry, because I was like, oh man, they said AD was going to play. He only got five minutes. Uh, Devin Booker, casual forty-seven points. 15 of 22 from the floor, 8 of 10 from 3. That's how the hell you close out the defending champs. Holy hell, Devin Booker. Well done. The champs are That man had dead. 22. That man had 22 in the first quarter. <laughs> Unbelievable effort. Yeah, it was fun watching him. I had this random thought – I don't know. I don't know why, because you could you could say this just about anybody. But like, what if Devin Booker had like a nagging ankle injury in 2015, and you you know he still had limited time as is. But then on that team, if he was kind of in and out, being healthy, being hurt, he probably would have gotten very little playing time. So then maybe he just felt the need to come back, and you get like a sophomore year Devin Booker because some of those freshman year flashes, Roush. It was like, this dude is awesome. And then there'd be games where you just be, I mean, I think, what was it? Like Jan- late January to late February, basically yeah. a month where he was just bad. And it was like, oh, well. Ooh, he- no, th- that was the month where he was good. That was good. He so didn't miss a shot. Yeah. So was it late December into January that he was slumping? So Because he went into the slump into the hot streak. Yeah, yeah. And then he was just average. Okay. After that, like from the SEC tournament, not not maybe not SEC tournament on, but once February ended, he cooled down quite a bit. Gotcha. He he showed some flashes that were just like whoa. 
this dude, you got to keep him on the court. I just, I wonder if we would have gotten him in like a feature ro- featured role, how fun it could be. He, he may have been, and, and this is at no fault to anybody, but he may have been the most hosed over UK player in the Calipari era. May, you know, maybe Dakari Johnson, but he got a chance to start in a Final Four and a national championship game. Uh, Devin Booker just was behind so many great players or just with so many great players because he was he was at times looking like one of the better players on that team during that hot streak. But we never really got him in like Malink Monk mode or Jamal Murray mode. And I I feel like that was that's a little unfortunate. I would put Isaiah Briscoe in there as guys who got hosed because Briscoe had to play second fiddle to Fox and Uless when if he's just the regular point guard, he's probably the best point guard out of the last four that have been on campus at Kentucky. Uh, you know, uh, just just going back to Fox. Uh, the timing and the roster just hurt him in that regard. Uh, I also want to just sit here for a moment, even though Jamal Murray might not have chose Kentucky if Booker was still on the roster. My God, that backcourt. Who cares if Marcus Lee is your center? <laughs> those three holy crap that would have been incredible booker murray and Ulyss would have been the most fun backcourt in our lifetime and it'd be impossible to top and just yeah. <laughs> like it, you know and murray probably doesn't end up coming to kentucky if booker's there i don't think but he did say his decision was based pretty much on geography and uh booker coming back to kentucky wouldn't have made oregon closer to to whatever part of canada we, we went over the we went over the geography yesterday. The only pushback I would have on Briscoe is he, he started every game his sophomore season. You know, like, I, yes, he was not the star guy, and he was never really playing his true position, which is a big one. You're right about Briscoe in that regard. Like, he still got every opportunity to go be a dominant true. player if he wanted to be, you know? Yeah, and, like, it, you know, what, Booker's best game, he probably played 24 minutes or something. I mean, <laughs> that's... That's I, that's a good question. I wonder what his season high in minutes was. Maybe Justin could could look that up. But Justin, what are you thinking about us talking some old UK basketball? What do you think about this? Well, um, I mean, isn't we're doing Kentucky roll call, so you should be talking well, like, about Kentucky. Do you and like when you hear like what do you think of when you hear Isaiah Briscoe or what do you remember about Devin Booker's one college season? Like how what do outsiders look at that? I, I know you're not like a outsider outsider, but you're you're in Hoosier land, you're a Hoosier Dingus. See, I don't remember much about them being in college, but I do remember I mean, obviously I'm a I'm a fan of Devin Booker in the NBA. He's a hell of a player, he's fun to watch. I don't I don't remember a lot of them at Kentucky, if we're being completely honest. And Isaiah yeah. Briscoe, who the hell's Isaiah Briscoe? I'm, I'm yeah. kidding, of course. I know who Isaiah Briscoe is, but that, that's how I feel about Isaiah Briscoe. Who the hell is he? Well, there's yeah. Kentucky fans that kind of probably, to sadly, Roush, have gotten to that point. Because uh, right. he is, you, you're right, to, he is on the list, no doubt about it. And 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 uh, you, you brought up some good points there. But uh, cool to see Booker dominate in the NBA now. I did check out the stats, Terry. Uh, he actually played a lot more than I thought. While the year started out with him playing right around 20, he had 28 minutes uh, against Louisville, then 35 two games later at Texas A&M. I don't know if somebody was hurt that game. Well, that was like what. a double. That was a double overtime game too. Oh, okay, okay. That would that would make more sense. Was that the Daniel House team? 
don't know. I don't. I don't remember. Um, I don't. He may have been on that team. I don't know if that was. But that team. wasn't the really good one. No, the really good one was two years later because they lost in the SEC championship to Monk and Fox and all them. There you. Um, there, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So he, but he played thirty-five in that A&M game. Hit four threes. Uh, and then for the most part, it was about twenty-five minutes plus. There was okay. a couple where he was below, but thirty minutes at Tennessee uh, later on in the year, 25, 25, 26. So yeah, he he played a little bit more. The NCAA tournament, though, so he he, he got twenty-five minutes in the SEC uh, at twenty-seven in against Notre Dame. So you know, uh, I I guess he didn't completely disappear after all. No, it, it, that's uh, that's more than I thought too. Still. You know, if, if he has a sophomore season, those are pushing up to 37 minutes. So, mm-hmm. right, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. But, and I said it's cool to see him dominating the NBA. He's been dominating the NBA. What he's, it's cool to just see him having playoff success now because that's something right. Phoenix hasn't had in a really, really long time. Uh, really young, like seven year old TJ loved the Phoenix Suns because of their gorilla mascot. And oh, man. Steve Nash. Like, how could you not love Steve Nash? Do they still have the dunking girl? They better. I th- they got to. I you know, I you think they would. I just haven't seen it during the playoffs, but maybe I just haven't seen I saw it. it a, I saw it a couple of years ago. Um, I don't recall seeing it this year or the past season. Mm, well, oh, you know what? I sadly know that he's still around because I follow some dude who's a sneaker reporter. I don't know why I do this to myself because I don't care at all. But the gorilla signed a, an exclusive sneaker deal and a swag deal with some fashion company. So he has like some high end sports fashion person making him look good for to dunk basketballs for the Suns. Huh. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. Gosh, I just, I, I really sound lame saying that, but yes. Yeah, you do. And that's 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 okay. Uh, and then we we had a the better game of the night was the Nuggets and the Trailblazers on the road. Yeah, it, it, fun to watch. Jokic, really good. Jokic, more like Jokic because he's a joker. Am I right? No, it's pretty bad. Uh, but he that he had, what he hit like a twenty eight footer, twenty seven footer to. Uh, late in the fourth quarter to comfortably give the Nuggets the win. That was a really close game, and the Nuggets just basically choked them out. I think, what, it was tied with about four minutes to go, and Trailblazers couldn't get anything. Lillard, this was nothing similar to the previous game, and uh, that's the series. The Nuggets Mm -hmm. move on. I'm going to say this probably every game. I wish Jamal Murray was still playing for him. I'd be a lot more – intrigued and probably on the nuggets bandwagon if that were the case but uh but it's not but that 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 was the better game of the two and there's your nba updates can i just is is, ask the question is damian lillard turning into russell westbrook lots of bark in the regular season no bite in the postseason yeah i don't really get why they're struggling as much as they have been i mean cj mccollum is a good Second fiddle, maybe. Obviously, he doesn't have as much help as Westbrook did with Harden and Durant early on in his career in OKC. But still, Willard 
can be awesome and they still like it's 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 not enough to win not enough to win you think it would be but not been the case well you i mean you said it nick westbrook had help lillard doesn't really have help and that's when your center is nurkic and you're talking about mccollum being the number two player that's that's you're gonna struggle yeah go on terry Oh no no! I, I I've got no more NBA to add. I mean, I'm I'm the when we were talking about like why the Trailblazers struggle. I, you know, <laughs> there, there there are listeners that are a hell of a lot more qualified to talk NBA than I am. Well, no, no, uh, no. I just TJ, kinda... don't just act. You, even though they know more, doesn't mean you can't still have strong, uninformed opinion that it takes. Uh, n- no. No, oh, come on. Come tonight on. we get Clippers Mavericks game six. Uh, that's our only game tonight. Saturday, I think the only game Saturday is the Eastern Conference semis, Bucks versus Nets, which will be fun. But I did miss like this past Saturday when there was games on all day. Uh, and then, uh, then the, the Hawks and 76ers start on Sunday. That's the other Eastern Conference semifinals. Sun and Sunday they'll do the Mavericks Clippers game if necessary. But we got to wait a little bit before we get the Suns back in action. I don't think they play until Monday. So uh, that next time you'll see Devin Booker and them, they'll get a, a little bit of a break. They'll be able to enjoy their weekend. Switching gears, Roush. Yes. They made it official. Chris Collins, the defensive back coach. We knew this was going to happen. We've already kind of talked about it. Uh, I, I'm not like over the moon impressed by it, but you got to kind of trust Mark Stoops with the coaching decisions in this regard. But is anything in the press releases that he had to say, anything jump out to you? Uh, no, because I, I just, you know, <laughs> you can make anything sound good in a press release. But I, uh, we're, we're speaking with him today, and from all intents and purposes, when you hear him talk, he kind of gets you fired up. Uh, you know, I, I wish I could have, we could have done it yesterday, and I could have had a hot take ready to go. But I guess that that's going to have to wait and bake over the weekend so I can fire it up for Monday. Uh, because uh, apparently the the thing about him that I, I'm all, all of this stuff aligns and makes sense in my mind. If this guy is a real personable, fiery personality, it would make sense why he became a recruiting coordinator, a pretty important position at 30 in power or not power five football, but in division one football. Uh, he, he earned that title after only a year or two on Georgia state's campus. So, I think a lot of what's going to be discussed or going to be asked is going to revolve around recruiting because we are in that uh, right, right in the thick of it right now. And I think the question is like, Hey, so what's, what's your job going to be? Uh, because a lot Defen- of the guys, defensive backs coach. Yeah. But that, that so is Mark Stoops. And so is Frank Buffano. They've, they've they, they're multiple defensive backs coach. But from a recruiting perspective, where are you going to go? Because the void, there's obviously a void in Michigan. Are you just abandoning ship in that void, Mark Stoops? Or is somebody else going to take over? Is this going to be Collins? Uh, Because, you know, Zach Gagan shared last night that uh, Christian Rapley is a four-star receiver, a teammate with Caldwell, who's still currently committed to Kentucky. I know a lot of people fear that he'll end up flipping to Michigan because of Clink. But Rapley initially planned on committing with him. And then there was a little bit, of, it kind of reminded me of whenever we had on Dave Lackford to talk about 
uh, Wandale committing to Nebraska, there was a little bit of confusion as to, wait, is he a receiver or a defensive back? So he, he just he held off. But UK has not been really in contact since Clink left. And they're like, well, what the hell? You know, like w- we need somebody here reaching out. So that that's where I, I'm curious. Is Collins going to be that guy? Is it going to be somebody else? Or are, are, are we just saying, well, Michigan, it was fun for a few years, but we're done here. I think the latter would be silly because you've, you've put in a lot of work. Why abandon it right away? I don't know if Collins is going to give us straightforward that answer. Uh, and I also don't know if it would be wise to keep him in Georgia. I mean, obviously, at Georgia State, you need to, <laughs> your pickings are going to be a little bit slimmer. But he's recruited in Florida pretty well. And UK already has Summerall and Anwar Stewart in Georgia. So I, I would think logically that might make some sense. Uh, to try to go back to Florida, but yeah, you know, UK's really abandoned that ship. So I just, I don't know what the recruiting strategy is going to be on that end. And hopefully we at least get some sort of inclination. Uh, the the downside to not speaking to him right away is that I don't have a good fun take about, oh, well, he's actually kind of exciting to talk to or something like that. But the upside is I can't get the, uh, like a couple other assistants this offseason who are just like, you know, I haven't even talked to him about it. I've only been here for a couple of hours, so I don't know where I'm going to recruit. It's like, you, you're so full of crap. Like, come on. So at least we won't get that excuse uh, today. Well, why don't you hold him to that? When you get a when you get a baloney answer like that, why don't you say, cut the baloney, buddy? Where are you recruiting? Yeah. Show and us then, facts. Uh, Give us exact, a Draw it on paper. Give the people what they're what they're looking for so what what would you do coach nick roush head football coach of the university of kentucky you 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 laid out different options and i I do think that you know if if you can't keep the pipeline in michigan then it is better to maybe just cut bait and and go elsewhere but what what is what does coach nick roush do here i what what, the part that kind of puzzles me is i don't know why you wouldn't have vince just talking to those guys especially when right now Sure, he's keeping tabs on all the Kentucky kids committed, but his work in the state is all but done aside from Dan Key. So I don't really know. <laughs> I'm not saying Vince is just sitting wow. around doing nothing. But Kentucky like, Roll Calls, Nick Roush says, what is the big dog doing? But but I would think that that would be an easy, like, hey, can you just kind of keep these kids happy while we work to get somebody else? I mean, it's not very hard for Vince to just – and, and he, I think he would do some help with some of those too. So uh, that would be what I would do. And then in the meantime, I would just figure out what uh, – uh, if, if, you're, if you're Collins, a lot of your work is really going to be on 23. So 22, you're just telling him to talk to the other DBs regularly. So, But in the media, to stop the bleeding, I would think that Vince would be the perfect man for that job. Yeah, I I would agree with all of that. All right, we're going to hit a break, but big news with Tennessee's Justin Powell, one-time UK target. We'll come back. We'll tell you what that is here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Studio Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Bailey on the Big X.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I don't. It does feel bad. It hurts. We, you didn't trust me. But we both didn't really know. But I clarified on the insider notes and everything I say there, yeah, none but, of it could ever be wrong, ever. I also <laughs> sought out to find out the date before you published your insider notes. Like, no, because right we were on the, the air this very time yesterday debating what it, what it was. I know, and then after the show, I went to that email, and I got a response before you published your insider notes. With Walker and Roush. Who sends emails for to get information? I do. Why don't you just text Eric Lindsay? I don't know. Oh, I forgot I do have his number. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your beautiful Friday morning. Justin was suggesting he may go golf today. If he does, I bet he'll be using his 2021 Big X Sports Radio golf card. It's going to get you on courses for the cheap. Nice courses, too. Some of the best in the area, including Cherry Run, which I have not played there this season i've got to get out there it is Mm -hmm. gorgeous absolutely gorgeous old capital golf club elk run valley view christmas lake you can play these great courses for under 25 dollars around christmas lake you know it sounds like a jolly place go to bigexportsradio.com 812-725-1457 and when it's justin sunday he can play golf whenever he wants that's right Oh, man, I'm looking forward to, to getting out and trying out one of those courses because, you know, the public courses around here, fine, but not as nice or as inexpensive as the Big X Sports Radio golf cart. So BigXSportsRadio.com, get yours today. TJ, I can't wait any longer for this Justin Powell news because I will, I tried searching for it on the internet and I have no idea what it is. Oh, oh all right. So I got a little something you haven't heard about yet. Yeah, Scoopy McScooperson over here. Lay that scoop on me. All right, all right. New Tennessee Vol, former Auburn player, once uh, kind of a UK target, but UK was like, no, thank you, Justin Powell. He will be immediately eligible, as will all SEC transfers, Roush, including Severe Wheeler. We did it, buddy. Just had to get you with the Justin Powell lead. Oh, in with the news that you already knew. That's how you do a radio tease, baby. Gotcha. Oh, my goodness. Those damn gotcha girls. They got me. During the break, Roush was like, I cannot find what you're like. What are you talking about? You want it to be a surprise? And I was like, oh, yeah, if you can't find it, I guess it will just be a surprise. Because you would have, if it was the transfer news, I think I I don't know why you would lead with the Tennessee guy (laughs) and not the UK guy. To get you. That's that's why I got you. Oh, or because you're a Tennessee fan. I think uh, you just profess your love to the Vols. That's what l- it sounds like to me. A little, a little Friday shenanigans. But we knew this was coming. They basically said as much. My first thought, though, maybe it's just me being a, a negative Nelly, but like cool that Joey Gatewood had to wait a year or, or, or have to, had to miss one game last year because Auburn was mad. That still just ticks me off. And it ticks me off that Kentucky gave into it, too. But I, we've had those debates. We've had those conversations. But we knew this was coming. Wheeler and Powell, and there's several other players that did some interconference transferring. They will all be eligible, won't have to apply to the SEC and get voted on and all that sort of stuff. So that's good news, but not, not unexpected, Roush. 
No, no, it, it is not. That's, I mean, the way the transfer portals are working right now, where, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it would be silly to try to prevent them from, because uh, you would be, you'd be like the last holdout. So it, it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, I, I'm glad they decided to do this. And I'm also glad they were not sweating out this. I mean, it was so annoying and obnoxious, like waiting to hear for transfer waiters on, waivers on guys. Xavier Peters might have been the most annoying because mm. it, it went so far into the season. And then, uh, you know, ultimately it didn't matter. But still, it just ugh, very, very glad that they decided to get rid of that rule. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the immediate transfers and kind of the free agency in college sports. You're already seeing people get annoyed with it and coaches get annoyed with it. And I think it's probably part of the reason why you've seen some coaches get out of the like the uh, you, in college basketball. You're just hearing every coach. The game's changing. The game's changing. And I don't think Kay and Roy wanted to kind of keep up with it. Izzo had a quote yesterday where he's like, I'm probably not too far behind. The game's changing. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's probably been frustrating for for Cal as well. But if, if you're going to have it across the board, why would you not have it in, in the same conference? And your your thought process would be, well, you could go somewhere else and maybe it would, you wouldn't come back to impact them. Well, maybe you would, though. And whether it be the NCAA tournament or a bowl game, whatever it may be, you could get matched up with a random team. It's not impossible. So if that's the case, then you may as well do it in conference. And uh, I'm just happy we won't have to worry about Wheeler. We don't have, like, is this going to be the first offseason roush in a while that we haven't worried about? Is somebody going to be eligible? Is, is Kentucky bringing in somebody late? Maybe that 2020 team was pretty steady going in uh we waited to see if somebody was coming back who was well, we're gonna we're gonna be waiting on mints for a while too so i mean i guess that's it i've just so much assumed that he's gone but, but hey if he comes back that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be dynamite as the kids would say oh is that what I, the kids are saying not not great news probably for dante allen and maybe some other players but uh, i would love it so so we're waiting on him although it's like you know i wonder what he's waiting for well, Wait, what's, what's he trying to decide? The NBA. They're going to draft him, right? Well, no. No, I don't think he'd get drafted. But uh, you never know. Maybe another year of college yeah, basketball. Yeah. Not impossible. Yeah, so that was some news that broke yesterday in the SEC. Uh, as far as I know, Justin Powell is happy and healthy in Knoxville. As far as you know. Maybe as as this I, is as as a know. premonition. Uh, that you're foreseeing future news. Who knows? It's nebulous. It really, really is. Uh, okay, another piece of NCAA news while we're kind of just touching the bases. NCAA will now allow non-coaching staff to help in practices. So basically, it's the anti-Dino Gaudio law. <laughs> like this was the piece of like news he had against U of L. What was it? It was two things. Recruiting videos and mm -hmm. improper practice time by non-essential assistants or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, poof, it's gone. See you later. Well, I, the way I read it, I believe it's only going to be for this year. The rationale behind it was, well, they've got to make up for lost time in recruiting. So other coaches are going to be out and about. We'll just let two 
uh, of our student trainers or whatever you want to designate them as be able to work these guys out. So Brad Calipari going to be leading summer workouts. Hey, he would know in all seriousness. And I know people think a certain way about Brad Calipari. And I've always said, I don't necessarily think that that's totally fair. Wouldn't that be a halfway decent guy if Kentucky's just like, hey, you know, assistant coaches should be available. I don't think all four of those guys are going to be out on the road at the at the same time. But who would know kind of just the basic warm-up drills more than Brad Calipari or just kind of the basic shooting routines? Hey, Biggs, you've, have you ever been to UK practice, Roush, basketball practice? I actually have not. Like where you get not. like the exclusive uh, treatment. They take you up to that little balcony and they give you the old rundown of – if somebody gets hurt, you're not allowed to tweet or talk about it until we tell you. And yep. no notes about the practice can be made available until two hours after you get blah, 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 blah. Oh, they, they even put a – see, I would make notes uh, during practices and as soon as it was over, publish it. And I got in trouble for that once at football because she's like, I told you I'd give you the green light. And it was like, well, it had been an hour. Like, that's, <laughs> that's a long time. Like, tell the other people to get – don't be slow on your roll. Yeah, that that's how uh, basically the same with basketball. If I remember correctly, it's been since I think seventeen for me, but you know I don't cover the beat regularly, so I totally do understand. But uh, yeah, they, they it, but there'd only be you know like six or seven people there tops at once, so it'd just be like a text message group chain and be like, all right, y'all can post when you're when you're ready for it. But the a good chunk of like these practices are like a twenty minute, thirty minute warm-up where it's basically just them running you're doing the lean and if you've ever been to like maybe the NCAA tournament where they've had the open practices it's not yeah. it's pretty it's pretty similar to that where it's just like you do these length of the court layup drills and you do it for a really long time and then sometimes you may throw in a little like two on three or two right. on one and the drill kind of changes on what quarter of the end uh, what end of the court you're going to and then it goes into kind of these shooting drills where bigs go to one side and and guards go to the other and but it's you know again it's just a lot of running more than anything they disguise all this exercise roush with like basketball shooting and uh, it's a pretty genius idea because i sure as hell hate running that sounded yeah. like a baby yep uh duke had some very hot takes on practice he too likes shooting basketball while he's running keeps him but, in tip-top shape but calipari brad calipari would be perfect to be able to go get those things started if you had to i know it's not a huge deal really one way or another but uh and i know that like if L actually did break rules while on like double secret probation and dino gaudio spilling the beans actually does get them in trouble they could still get in trouble because you're right this rule doesn't go into but you know it's just for this summer blah 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 but it does kind of just show how like lax they are on it to begin with it's like oh yeah yeah we don't care about this <laughs> get, 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 get it out of here um so that's another little ncaa tidbit doesn't have a big impact on uk or any school no, it's probably just more common sense rule. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Uh, I also, I mean, it's not like Brad is going to be a bastion of basketball knowledge, but kind of he is, though. I mean, dude's been around the program longer as, as long as anybody. He's seen how those guys work. And, you know, if you're not putting in the stuff, I know it might be just Brad, but also I don't think you're going to – like, I think they respect him enough to not mess around. You know what I mean? It's not completely the substitute teachers here. Let's uh, mess with him as much as possible. 
Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about that too terribly much. Oh, uh, I don't substitute think that teachers. Be... Goodness gracious, we were very cool to them. Okay, uh, a lot of people have been talking about the Coach K press conference. Did you see that? Oh, did I see that? Uh, of course, that was probably some of the slickest moves I've seen outside of a wedding in years. Really, what, what's Duke doing? What's their deal? I don't get it. Just play your fight song. Like you're, you're. Uh, instead, you're gonna play German techno. Like what the hell? I don't, I don't understand it. I really don't. Yeah, it's not very, Amer- it's not very American for good old Coach K. Coach Weird. Yeah, maybe it was the music from where he's from. But seriously though, like, what did they? That was that was such a, oh my goodness that was so awkward I can't even I mean that's what I expect from a school full of nerds like Duke but like you're seventy five years old Coach K I just, man so dorky so nerdy I just I couldn't I couldn't stop watching because it was just so awkward especially when there's only you know like what three people that stand up in. Hell, that, that press conference was awkward to begin with because you have the a bunch of media there who you're not supposed to clap like you're like you're not a fan. So it was just you want to talk about an awkward scenario. You've got some boosters, you've got some young people who are getting hyped, and then you've got Coach K who's just like, "Well, I guess I'll I'll give them what they want." Man, so awkward. If you will allow me to read uh, a verse from. Uh, cicadas every time we touch okay your arms are my castle your heart is my sky they wipe away tears that i cry the good and the bad times we've been through them all you make me rise when i fall because every time that we touch i get this feeling and every time we kiss i swear i can fly can't you feel my heart beat fast i want this to last i need you by my side that's weird for a 74-year-old coach to play um, as his swan song, if you will. Is that – that's that's kind of like uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I've been thinking about you a lot, a whole lot. <laughs> Whoa, that's a good point. I mean, especially when you say it. I mean, I'm sure you throw the techno behind and it's like, oh, well, this is fun. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Goodness gracious. So, so. And oh my gosh, disgusting how many national media, uh, college basketball won't be the same. Who's going to step up now that Coach K's big presence will be gone? You all need to, you're going to lay yourself out with all this butt slapping. You got a long way to go, national media, a long way to go. You're, you don't want to wear yourself thin. So take it easy on the Coach K butt slapping articles. Wait at least until the start. Of, or here's what they're probably doing. They're probably going for the trifecta. Let's do one when the news happens, mm-hmm. and then when the season starts, one final time. Blah blah. You'll get those dorky stories, and then March will roll around. One last dance. Just, I'm sick of it. And then Locke. Oh, Locke. Oh, Locke. You know, I've said it a lot. I like Locke. I think he's super entertaining. I think he's hilarious. He seems like a good dude. But Locke, I did not 
take you as a Twitter deleter when you start getting ratioed into Bolivia. Oh, no. He deleted his account? No, he deleted his tweet. Oh, man, still. Yeah, I didn't I didn't take him as a, a tweet deleter. But, you know, I, I had my tweet about national media and Coach K, and he said maybe they can take lessons from UK media who never seems to tire of the stoop slurping. <laughs> what? Are you serious? <laughs> oh, that's great. That's that's really rich. So that's he really was rich. getting he you was know, getting I, ratio, ratioed like you wouldn't believe. I mean, it's <laughs> so funny because like <laughs> Kentucky football program gets criticized quite a bit. I don't know what I don't know where that's. <laughs> I ultimately decided to respond just with a funny gif, but. There was a part of me to be like, Locke, you, name name the media in the UK media who hasn't been critical of Stoops at some point during his career. <laughs> no, like there's not a one. I, I, I mean, can't think of I can't think of one. Nobody was defending the Florida game stuff. Nobody when, when they were garden receivers. No. Like I mean, <laughs> nobody was defending the trash can U of L loss. People were furious. People wanted Stoops fired. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was just a bad take. I mean, he would have been maybe a little bit more accurate with UK media is critical of its coaches. That's just I mean, the issue with UK media. If you if we want, is maybe like blind optimism, just too too much expectations based on previous years, like expecting the same thing to happen just because that's the way it should be. Blind optimism is UK's issue. Being critical yeah. is not UK fans. UK fans and media are probably overly critical. If I had to. If I had to weigh in on that debate, yeah, yeah, uh, and I'm definitely a part of the blind optimism troop. Uh, but, that's, but that's also off season. I mean, you name the fan base that doesn't get optimistic for yeah, that's just that's kind of boredom mixed with like, all right, I need something to kind of get me through these months. Well, and that's why it's and it's also why it's completely lazy. Can you believe they thought they were going to be good? Every fan thinks that they're going to be good in the off season. That's what we do. It, it, it's it's the whole reason. I mean, all the way up to the NFL. NFL fans, that's why the NFL draft is such a big deal because for even the worst of the worst teams, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, you have hope that Trevor Lawrence is going to change things. I mean, the Chicago Bears think that they have their best quarterback ever in Justin Fields, even though he's probably going to end up like every other Bears quarterback you can you can have that hope because it's the off season and to dump on fans for being optimistic it's just it's dumb and i think it's bad business frankly yeah i, I do wonder like you know it was just a little like joke from Locke. he's had much worse ones i wonder why he decided to delete it uh, i don't you know like he's taken his shots uk who cares it's sports nobody's out but i wonder why i wonder if he thought like i'm a news person i don't need to be crushing other news people i don't i don't know i would wonder his his logic behind that have we i know we're not a big guest show have we have we is this the time where we reach out and see if Locke wants to be a, a roll call weekly segment so when he left and i you know i just said hey congrats on a great radio career if you ever you know if you ever are looking for a radio outlet, you're welcome on our show anytime because he would be. Like us being able to just crush Locke would be so much fun um, on a weekly or even monthly whenever he wanted to. And and, and we had some back and forth with it, but the, the sentiment was like, 
I'm I'm getting out of radio. I'm gonna out of you know kind of respect to ESPN Louisville. I'm not. Maybe down the road we can make something happen. Well, we're and, we're, we're down the road, and I completely understand that. And it also could just be like him being like, "No, thank you," and I'm making up an excuse. Could be, could yeah, be, yeah. But uh, but we could we could make it strictly news, and then kind of like uh, Bosner and B Roll did with uh, Briscoe back in the day, where you get one question for Briscoe, we get one sports question, and then we can just make fun of him for his take. Locke knows he has an open invite to our show anytime he wants. I think it'd be a blast. It'd be fun to hear from him. He's very talented. Uh, just can sometimes be a goober. And uh, who can't, though, you know? So I would like to to have those conversations with him. It'd be a lot of fun. But, yeah, maybe maybe enough time has passed, Roush. Oh, man. what That guy. What a guy. I, I, I know ESPN in the past has, like, just called him just, like, you know, out of the, out of the plot. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that, but I do think that's funny that they do that. Uh, pretty, pretty good stuff. Let's get a few texts in here before we do our daily double dip and our daily double break. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Uh, texter says, have you all ever seen the movie Clifford? It's a grown man, Martin Short, playing a kid who wants to go to Dinosaur World while driving his uncle crazy. Fun for the whole family. I don't think I have seen that movie. So... Here's the thing. I had never even heard of it, but I was like, this sounds familiar. And it's because Charles Grodin is the 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 uncle, the adult male lead, and he passed away uh, a few weeks back. It's got Mary Stern, Steenburgen, Sternburgen, too, who's uh, married to Ted Danson. She was the mom and stepbrothers. Um, so you have a, a, a young her in the movie. And I watched a trailer of it, actually, before the show, and... Holy crap, it looks bad. I mean, uh, just I, I'm sure it have been fine for 1994 and had its fair share of jokes, but having Martin Short play a child, it's just it's just weird. It's just weird. So it's you're you're saying it was the trailer was not good? <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, not great. Okay, let me read you just like the first sentence of the plot. Okay. At a Catholic school in 2050, a troublesome boy named Rogers running away after threatening to blow up the gym due to not being allowed to play on the basketball team. Though he was accepted onto the team, his parents have strictly forbidden contact sports. His father, Clifford Daniels, an old priest, tries to persuade him to change his ways by telling his story of his youth, stating when he got frustrated, it could cause a lot of damage. And then it goes into a flashback of 10-year-old Clifford. And I guess that's the movie. Ah, uh, uh, I see. So it does sound pretty terrible. Maybe somebody could weigh in. Clifford, <laughs> two thumbs up or a total dump? You let us know here on the text oh, line, man. 502-414-1450. A texter says, Canadian listener here, always love hearing from our Canadian listeners. I am wondering where that clip about Canadian geography is from. I have never heard that before. You know, it's an office clip, but is that? I guess it's just maybe a deleted scene. Well, I don't think that's in. I don't think that's in an episode. If it is, it would be in one of the later seasons that I'm not as familiar with. But you're right. I think it's more likely that it's a deleted scene because that's pretty long. Because he kept, he kept going on and on and on. Yeah, we would remember would, that. How would Trevor get his hands on it if it was a deleted scene? Well, they, they put them on YouTube, Justin. They have bonus features. They have a lot of deleted scenes. Sorry, there. Nick. Didn't know that. Sheesh. 
<laughs> I'm an office fan. <laughs> Justin is testy today. Man. Is he, uh, we make him work on a Saturday, and, you know, he just. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> oh, oh man. That's a good. Uh, that's a good question, though. I was wondering that when I heard it and I enjoyed it, and I was like, "What episode?" It's just got to be. I've heard it before, but it's not a. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not in an episode. I may have to turn in my office card if somebody's like season six, blah blah blah. Oh, we ha- we have uh, a Clifford review. Big Blue Drew says the roll call guys are losing all credibility talking trash about the movie Clifford. I'm offended. Maybe watch it. Who doesn't love that movie? Well, Big Blue Drew, we're not talking trash about it because we haven't seen it. We're just saying it doesn't it doesn't jump off the page based on what we've read about it. But we're asking for if that's not the case because you you can't always judge a, a movie by its Wikipedia page. Yeah, I uh, I think that I think that for Big Blue Drew too, it probably came out at, at a time in his life where he could enjoy it. I don't know if I could enjoy that movie. In my late twenties, um, you may, maybe in your thirties, but not me in my late twenties. <laughs> oh, Dexter, thanks for thanks for tweeting in, Big Blue Drew. You need to come back on the show here soon. Uh, we 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 miss you, buddy. Oh, and we need to play basketball. If that yeah. Saturday morning league has been up and running, and I haven't been invited to it, I swear on everything that's holy, buddy. <laughs> I'll t- I mean, I'll take it out on you all on the hoopy court whenever I get a chance. A texter says, oh, you can read this one, Rash. I'm not sure what's going on here. Oh, okay. Good morning, guys. I'm not scared of Duke, and the new coach is going to be a joke. But most importantly, I will take TJ on in U.S. geography, European geography, or world geography, and then take him to the golf course and beat him in that also. Great Thursday show. That's from UK Pass. Uh, Okay, UK Pass. U.S. geography, bring it on not scared would dominate you uh feel good about that european or world eh, you know i'd i'm a confident i'm a confident fella but i don't know how much you know about those two things and my level is not as high as confident as i should be so uh, maybe you could get me in european world we'll see i'm confident about my world geography but like i said the uh the rivers are really tough. Like I get like the Rhine and the Rhone mixed up. I get, uh, yeah, I, I I get those mixed up, especially in, in Euro and elsewhere. It, it can be tough. It can be it tough. Can, that, it, it, those it are the Jeopardy questions that really stump me because I'm like, when they're like, this town, uh, with this cathedral sits on this river, and you're like, oh man, I think I know it. I think I know it, but do I want to guess? And yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. And then golf, bring it, bring it on, Pez. Yeah, bring next Friday, it, bring it on, buddy. I'm playing at Seneca, so uh, hit hit me up. Come 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 join the party. There's details on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. All right, hour one done. And if you want to get your game back in tune, go check out Bobby Cook Golf Academy before that scramble next week. You're going to want to maybe take lessons. At a minimum, just hit the range or play one of their virtual courses. Get out of the heat and fine-tune your game without having to sweat just uh, just like you would here in this Kentucky weather. 812-913-4415. 812-4415. Go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com. Exit 4 in Southern Indiana. Great spot. Check them out. 
<laughs> Big Blue Drew. I watched Clifford two weeks ago. Never gets old. <laughs> he says it's a cult classic. All right, this is this is. He put us on blast. He did. Old? I love it. I love, we asked for opinions and we got them. Love it. Yeah, and we don't we don't necessarily like them either. This is KRC. We'll be back hours soon. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here Roll on Big Sports Radio 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin Kalen on your Friday morning. Beautiful day. Got the windows wide open. Could do the show outside. I may have to make the switch at some point today. Probably should have done it during that long break, but uh, you know, I'll talk to myself about that during during the break. I uh, want to tell you about our friends at Genesis Diamonds. Time is running out on the – oh, never mind. That's for the future read. Let no. me just tell you something great's coming to Genesis Diamonds very soon. <laughs> okay? Okay. Can't, can't talk about it for uh, a, a week or two, but it's coming. It's coming. Genesis <laughs> Diamonds over there on Shelbyville Road. There you have it. Should have looked at the date on that before reading it. That's okay. Uh, Roush, fun first hour there. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Going to be a fun weekend. Uh, we got the Belmont tomorrow. And there's some there's some good races before, too. The Met Mile is going to be a solid one. Uh, so, yeah, it should be a good day of, of gambling. I'm I'm definitely going to be placing some wagers. I really I really think that the, the Belmont stakes could be fun. Like, because... Known agenda, Hot Rod Charlie. Hot Rod Charlie had the lead on Essential Quality, but Essential Quality was so wide. I'm still going to be all in on the Cox, but man, uh, I think that this could that could be a fun fun race, even though it doesn't have the the juice uh, of a Triple Crown on the line. Yeah, it seems like it's a, a solid Belmont. Uh, like you've you've got horses that I think average horse racing fans have heard before, not just like one or two. There's uh, several, so that's that's more. Uh, You're big exciting. derby guys. It's like all of the good derby horses sands the top two finishers. Yeah, <laughs> which is, I mean, kind of a big deal. But it, it the, those others though were the top five picks. I think starting on the morning line derby week. I just uh, still can't believe Brad Cox didn't run that horse in the Preakness. Hey, Mandaloon doesn't like the. I, I think that'll probably be the farthest it ever runs is the Derby. It's probably more of a seven furlongs. Well, the, uh, well, the pre the Preakness is shorter. I was just saying, like, I just wish yeah, we, yeah. we could have like a, a backdoor yeah. triple crown storyline heading into this one. Huh? I mean, that, that would have been, been really cool. Sports. It would have <laughs> been it would have been the one of the wildest stories in sports that like maybe this horse could be one of the best of all times. Maybe not. It comes down to another horse's drug test. I mean, oh that, my like, God, how crazy. And I mean, whoo, man, you're, you're right. That, <laughs> that would have been wild. When's, when's the, 
Preakness, then goes into the yeah. Belmont, and you're like, well, it's probably going to get disqualified. This, and then what do you do if you're Larry Colmus announcing it? And oh man, and it's a triple crown. <laughs> it would have been great. It would have been great, but your boy Brad Cox denied us. Do you think? Do you think uh, Mandaloon would have won the Preakness, or do you? Uh, you know, who knows? But it would have had a great chance, right? I think it would have. Uh, Rumbauer did have the advantage of having the extra two weeks off, so that that could have been what helped him get that extra burst down there at the end. Uh, but still, I'm I, I wouldn't have bet on it. You 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 bet your buns. I would have been on the Brad Cox horse. So, Did you all see the big winner at Belmont yesterday? Probably not, huh? No. Uh, I, I know no. who a big loser was, uh, <laughs> but tell me your big winner first, Justin. It Good was – uh, last I saw it, it was 64-1. to 1, Came in first place. The win paid 131.50. That's – oh, man. Those are always great. Well, Always yeah. great. That, that is – that is cool. Uh, the, sometimes you just throw some cash on – on the long shots the the bad news though i read ortiz uh who probably i mean one of the best three four jockeys out there right now him and his brother jose they they always battle at saratoga to 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 claim the jockey championship and he got thrown off his horse he'll be out a couple weeks and he was on quite a few big mounts i think in search results in the champion in in the belmont stakes as well uh there's also uh some i mean the the other news coming out is swiss skydiver who won the preakness last year she's been kicking ass and tick, taking names and graded one stakes she was set to run in i don't think it's the acorn i think the acorns for the younger ones but she was expected in to run to the big philly stakes race for four and five year olds but they shipped her up in a van instead of in a plane and Kenny McPeak says that that caused her temperature to spike. Uh, so she got she got a fever from getting a little car sick and being in a van for too long. And so she won't run. So that's kind of a bummer. What a wussy. Yeah, I know, right? Ooh, car sick. Michael Jordan one time was super hungover and played a basketball game. You didn't hear him whining. Well, are you sure? He was kind of, you know, leaning on his teammates. I don't think Swiss Skydiver could lean on the jockey to – Get her to the finish well, line. that's not going to help her naysayers, though. Nope, it's not going to. Can only can only beat the the boys once. You know what they're going to say? What are they going to say? Nay. <laughs> text on into the show five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Let's read a few more texts here while we're at it. I don't think that's uh, the worst idea after what we just ha- what just happened. A texter says, don't you go hating on Coach Kizarzowski. After all, Roush, you did name your kid after his program. You should feel honored to be in relations with his legacy. Suck it, pal. Hope little Dookie's doing good, though. Little Blue Devil monster. (laughs) Oh, he's doing great. He's doing great. Excellent. He's also now to reverse. All right, let's go get your duck change. Like, oh, let's go walk up the stairs. So he's, uh, you know, he's he's a smart, smart little guy. When uh, got us some donuts this morning, so he's, drove he's the a car smart little. He's a smart little guy. You sure he's yours? Oh, boom, roasted. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it is National Donut Day. 
So congrats, everybody. Go go eat some fried dough. And Justin didn't Delicious. bring any donuts into the studio. I would have if you all. Oh, that's well. I guess it's oh. our fault there, Terry. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, what do we got next? Uh, next up, Texer says, "Should we just start calling Coach K Johnny Sins the way is, the media is slurping him?" It's an awesome text. <laughs> I mean, it's just a good. I mean, it's just a good, clever text. I, I tip of the cap to you, Texer. Way to go. Uh, one of the Plumley Bros texted in and said, "Phoenix Suns future bet." I emoji. Oh yeah, be looking pretty good. Be looking mm. pretty good. Maybe somebody on this radio show placed one. Maybe a futures bet. Maybe, yeah. When? Uh, a few months ago. I it was like uh, whoa. I don't know, seventeen to one. It was when they were near the top of the conference. They were still seventeen to one, and I don't know if I got them to win it or to go to the finals, but it'll pay. Uh, yeah, it was a twenty dollar bet. I think it'll pay like three hundred or something. So, oh. Yeah. Wow, dinner on dinner long on. way to go though. Long way to go. And I still gotta find a way to unlock my DraftKings account because I can't can't get in there right now. It's kind of weird. Because because you have a Justin, you get on, right? I don't think that's it though. I mean that it is not be, it. Yeah, because he he hadn't done that in a long time, and I just got on a week ago, and so I don't know. It's one of those things too that I every time I've tried to go do that and make a bet, my bets stinks anyway so i'm kind of like i need to call and unlock my account but do i want to get on the telephone and talk to somebody not really well nobody ever wants to do that right yeah, i'm i make bets for several people and they haven't had any issues so it's not me yeah i don't know maybe somebody's trying to hack my account wow why would they want to hack I have you? so much money in there <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say wouldn't they want to hack an account with with a little bit of cash in there hey which he, I, I wanted to, while we're speaking of cash, uh, I saw a video. Johnny Manziel went on a, a podcast. I think it was with Barstool. And he was talking about making money in college signing autographs. And initially, I, I forget the number initially. It might have been 3000 bucks to sign... 10,000 things or something. He was making 30 cents an autograph. And when he revealed that to somebody, they're like, oh, dude, I can do way better for you. I'll give you uh, 30 grand to sign that many. And he was like, oh, okay. And the way they worked out the deal, this is so smooth, so smooth. He went to La Fontainebleau in a hotel room, gave him the key, and he said, there's going to be a bunch of items in there. Sign all the items, take a picture of it, and as soon as I can, you know, verify that you, you, you've done your job, I'll give you the code to the safe. The cash will be in the safe. What a sly exchange. Why is that a sly exchange? How, that, how would that be any different than a guy just coming and giving them the money? I just think it's the, the way like you're not. Oh, like he's just going in the hotel room. There's no direct exchange of money. It's just, it's in the safe. Here's the code. That feels so cool. Like I, that feels very, uh, maybe not like you're getting away with it, but it just, it feels cool. It feels very sneaky. Very cool. That is a little bit of like a James Bond 
the NCAA feel to it, I suppose. So you're saying that's a, a more efficient method than McDonald's bags full of cash. Yes, much more effective than uh, m- much, much, much more effective than Tennessee football. Well, TJ, nobody's, ever is... mis- nobody's ever mistaken a UT grab for being smart, Roush. So, TJ, this is coming from Nick, who was talking about yesterday, or maybe it was the day before, but how he sneaks into all these games. So you got a situ- situation like this. Yeah, Roush is going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's quite the rush. You know, what an adrenaline rush. I didn't realize you were such a law-breaking thrill-seeker. All of us have some thrill-seeking in us one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yours seems to be breaking the law. Are we concerned? Well, and especially in Johnny Football's case where you're fleecing the NCAA and you're just selling your autograph, this was the year after he won his Heisman. Uh, so, you know, it worked out pretty well. He also said, like, oh, what's the NCAA going to do? Take away my my 9-4 and four record in my Peach Bowl? Like, do it. And I was thinking, it's kind of a – it was a pretty good year. That game you won against Duke was badass. I remember watching it on New Year's Eve. Oh, he was, so much, he was so much fun to watch as a college player. <laughs> yeah, like that was that was great. I was at Two Keys watching that uh, right before the, the, the ball dropped. That was a lot of fun. I was at Campus Pub for that Alabama upset in Tuscaloosa, which was oh, awesome. Yeah. And that was a beautiful weather day. I want to say maybe that was the same day UK lost to U of L in football potentially. Um, so that would have been like the third Saturday, second Saturday in September or whatever it would have been. I don't, I don't remember. But beautiful weather day in Lexington and that football game. How about Texas A&M coming in the SEC? I think the women's basketball team won in Knoxville. The men's basketball team won in Lexington, and the football team won in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of my buddies actually was at the game in Tuscaloosa. Which, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, and his, his cousin's an Alabama fan, and they, he would kind of do they, – they would exchange games once a year where he'd come up to Louisville for a big game, and he'd go down there for one. But he definitely got the better end of the deal. Just and saying, he just, what, a, what a fair trade-off. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean – Hi, great, great to uh, a, a great all-time great college football game in Texas A&M. I, of course, the Kevin Sumlin thing didn't work out, but they're recruiting over Texas right now. I saw a quarterback who grew up being a, a Texas fan picked A&M and had a oh not a not a jab at the Longhorns, but like you just look at what they've got going on right here right now. Why wouldn't you want to come to to Texas A&M? And it was like, man. Shots fired at Sark. So I I do think Jimbo last year was good in that he can play the we got uh we got hose kind of card just for losing one game in a you know a nine game season. You you were the team that got left out, even though you would have just got the snot beaten out of you in the playoff. So I, I think they're building some momentum off that. And, and even if their quarterback, whoever that might be this year, isn't ready to roll, they're still in a good position to I, I think they're finally climbing up to where they they can be that team that that second team behind Bama in the West. Yeah, it seems like it's just kind of been a rotating door of the other program besides Alabama. We've seen Auburn have good seasons. LSU won a national championship. Mm-hmm. You're kind of just waiting on it being A and M. It wasn't too terribly long ago that it was Dak Prescott and Mississippi State, uh, but it just seems like it's been revolving and revolving and revolving and, and and nobody's been able to really kind of hold firm at number two but i think sometime in our lifetime you know similar to how we'll have those three-day weekends hey oh 
Uh, we'll also see Texas A&M not have like an Alabama run. I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again in the history of college football, mm-hmm. at least in our lifetimes. But uh, I do think we'll have a stretch in our lifetime, maybe like a four or five year stretch where A&M is your perennial top dog in college football. Yeah, I think, I mean, and that's what you paid Jimbo Fisher a gazillion dollars to, to, to do is just well, to get even if it's in not that. Jimbo, even if it's not Jimbo, it'll be the next coach and they'll be able to get almost anybody they want because they'll be able to just pay ridiculous oil money. Mm. Gotta love that oil money. Yeah, I was going to ask just, if that was under Jimbo or not, TJ. No, I don't think it's under Jimbo just because of his age, but I do like Jimbo. I think Jimbo's a good coach. You know, he's kind of a – he's a little bit of a character, to use a radio-appropriate word, but uh, – I think he's a good coach. I think he's a super competitive dude, uh, and uh, I do think highly of him, but I don't think it's under him just because he's too well, old. But uh, A&M's always going to be able to attract the top coaches. That's the thing about money in college sports, and that's part of the reason why, like, Kentucky, let's get it going. We've got the cash to be successful. Hey, fifth in the uh, Director's Cup or whatever or whatever it's called. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, anyway, sorry, Roush, go on. Uh, I was just wanting – to say that I think Jimbo Fisher is a great stand-up individual. Everything he says is true. What he touches turns to gold. One of the best coaches to ever coach college football. Oh, and uh, suck it, Trevor. God, I wish he was here right now because he hates Jimbo so much. Any positive words on this airwaves would just drive him insane. So, buddy, I hope you're listening right now and just popped in two more cigarettes. You're so ticked off. He hates hates Jimbo because... That Jameis Winston comeback game at Cardinal Stadium. <laughs> you all fans thought they had it. What were they up? Like two scores going into the fourth quarter or something yeah, like that. Oh, I, I don't know if I've ever seen like a more disappointed U of L crowd. <sighs> People leaving that game were just shocked and mad. Really mad. Which uh mm. when they were leaving the U of L UK Lamar fumbled game, they were mad but they were mad at each other. I always talk I always talk about that. They were fighting with each other more than they were fighting with UK fans. Uh, yeah, I think some people started seeing the writing on the wall with old Bobby P back then. Man. Oh, goodness gracious. You love to see it. You love to see it. Was that the same year that that was the only spread that they covered? And then, No, no, no. This was more recent. This was the sad season that they went, what, two and – Two wins, and they had Florida State up. They were up like 10 or something and somehow lost with four minutes ago. And Florida State was incompetent that year. That was hilarious. Uh, U-Ball uh, football has just been good, clean fun the last few seasons. Oh, man. It really has it. been. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll start getting into the text messages, getting you revved up and ready to go for your weekend. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Taylor. This is hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker. I know that, dude. And Roush. Wildcard! Yeah! Welcome 
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Friday. Can't get over this weather, folks. Get out there. Enjoy it. Feels real nice, Clark. Real nice. We got a lot more text to get to on today's show. Roush, am I missing anything big in the sports world that we haven't gotten to today? Because I, I, I don't have anything else written down if we're just going to be frank with one another. Well, the Memorial is this weekend. It's yeah. uh, that's always a fun tournament to pay attention to. I believe Marikawa is has the lead at 11 under uh, last year's PGA champ. So that'll be fun Sunday viewing. I'm sure once it gets a little too toasty and you want to chill out Wait, for a little bit. Hold on, timeout. He shot 11 under yesterday. I I thought at one point he was. I don't know if he finished that. Um, My goodness, they play was, 18 holes. You know that, right? Right, right, right. Well, <laughs> that that was just like a quick. I I, I can look up what the uh, actual wh- where he's at now. But no, I was I was totally full of it because that was just a highlight clip I saw. He was probably minus one, and I just misread it. He's at six under. But still, 618, pretty damn good. Six under. One round. Six under. Yeah, Shoffley's two back at four under. Got a guy named Long who's at five under. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun watch this weekend. Hey, Justin Thomas, three under. Anything better than his PGA performance? Yikes. Yeah. That was not good. Hmm. Uh, all right. You'd think you'd have the Memorial Memorial weekend, but I think that gets me every year. Yeah, and I, didn't they used to do that, and then it changed? I thought they did, and it ended on Monday. They used to have a tournament that ended on Monday of of a long weekend. <laughs> like we were off that Monday, and the tournament ended that Monday. And I always thought it was the Memorial, but whatever, whatever. I uh, let's get back. I, what do you got? I was going to also add too that the so on Sunday it's the first edition of their Kentucky Football Sunday Showcase camps. And, uh, you know, there's going to be quite a few talented people there. Um, like, I, I believe Keontae Goodwin's going to be there. He's not going to participate. I think he's just going to hang out. Uh, Long, Travion Longmire, I think, is expected to show up. So, there's going to be a lot of folks there. I'll be in the house. So, uh, come Monday morning, should have some football recruiting scoop to, to share here on the KRC. That's exciting. All right. Well, uh, Roush work in the weekend. Can't be happy about that. Yeah, you know, you, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yep, you sure do. Uh, all right, well, we look forward to that on Monday. And I think this next text uh, can bring up another topic. Any scoop on this potential transfer from Ole Miss? I actually do not have any yet. Uh, Roush, you to didn't be, have any yesterday. Well, that's the thing is, to be frank, my, my source was a little uh, – I think it's a busy time of the year. Busy time of the year. So, I'll But I'll, say- I'll – your sources in Michigan, maybe, maybe, but I, I will. I should. I should have a little bit more scoop by by the time the weekend's over. So, good. You'll you'll definitely hear some whispers and rumblings on Sunday. I'm I'm sure of it. But Jacquez mm-hmm. Jones, he was Ole Miss's leading tackler, and there's some people at Ole Miss saying that like the reason he's transferring is because he was going to get his playing time was going to get cut. And supposedly mm-hmm. the schools that have reached out are Kentucky, South Carolina, and Kansas. Mm-hmm. Those are the three that I think he's kind of narrowing in on. I, I, I do think if I, if you're Kentucky, I'd love to I'd love to bring him into the fold. But what I've read from Ole Miss folks is like expectations could kind of be should be in check. Now that being said, if you can bring in 
the the leading tackler from an SEC team, albeit on a terrible defense. Still, if it's from depth standpoint, great. If we were relying on this dude to have to be the playmaker of the defense, then I'd be really, really concerned that that's not the case at all. You just need some more bodies because it's SEC football and people get banged up and nicked up all the time. Right. So you're going you're gonna to want as much depth as you can. If you can get him from a depth standpoint, hell yeah. But I do think expectations need to be check- in check. I've seen some Kentucky fans see leading tackler from Ole Miss. If we get him, it'd be the biggest trend. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Ole Miss's defense stunk. Like R- really bad. This isn't like you're getting Henry two o two two o two. You know, like yeah. you know. That I mean, nice? that would have been real nice. But uh, I, the interconference rule does make it to where it's like, oh, okay. Well, we got rid of that. Well, let's just go ahead and get it done. I didn't see. I know they set a date when you can limit transfers I, do you know what that is terry what do you mean i, I know they limit transfers do you mean like a day like after that, that you can't add any more transfers yeah like here's the deadline for your immediate eligibility to go to another sec school yeah um, i didn't see that uh i saw that dang it now i want to find it but um nevertheless it should be. Oh, well, he can make, he, I mean, he, I imagine that date's not happened yet, so he still has time to pick South Carolina right. or Kentucky. I'm sorry. If you're picking Kansas or South Carolina over Kentucky, what what is wrong with you? No offense. But seriously, like, unless you're just like, hey, playing time. Um, yeah, it, it says that they must and declare that they intend to transfer by February 1 for fall sports. So maybe this year they're not going to have that date. It's got to be for next year. Yeah, February first. So that's be. gonna that's gonna make January pretty crazy, huh? I would think Although, so. Like you know, like all those people, the the rah rah. The coaches can do it. Players should be able to do it. You can transfer. Regular students can do it. Well, regular can do it after February first. What are you going to do if somebody on March says, "Hey, I'm transferring from Tennessee to Kentucky"? You're going to say no. Like, shouldn't we all make a big stink about that? Isn't that how this works? Uh, I think so. That was at least the the bone they threw for coaches because then, I mean, then they they know before signing day. Uh, it also would benefit like this, it, it incentivizes the student. Like, hey, if you really want to hop in the portal, let's get some some clear timetables. I mean, obviously, not everyone's good enough to transfer from one SEC school to the next. In a lot of cases, they're going to be moving down. Uh, dramatically, you know, they'll they'll go to the fun belt or something like Conference USA or something like that. But for those good enough, it's like, okay, well, if I want to play right away, I'm dipping after, like, as soon as the season's over and the semester's done, I'm not going to hang around and participate in spring practice and then go after that. Uh, you, yeah. The only way you would do that is if you had a year to potentially grad transfer. So that would still be an option. It's probably a good rule. Like, if I was a coach, I'd love it. It seems like it's going to make things a little bit more stable. I'm just saying, like, if we're getting so mad about letting players do what they want, this is still kind of restricting players doing what they want. But Mm -hmm. I I sure as heck don't care. A texter says, John here. Hey, John. TGIF morning to all. Yes, I'm glad James got that hammer brought down on him by Booker. Let's go NBA Cats. Okay, let's get predictions on who will win between Mayweather and Logan Paul. It would be really crazy if Logan won. So I'll take Logan for that reason. We'll got to go. Hope you all have a great weekend. Talk to you later. Is that this weekend? Is it this weekend? I think it is this weekend, yeah. Uh, Did you see the rules for it? 
Oh, what are they wearing helmets or something? Like they're not wearing helmets, but it is a uh it's it's kind of silly. I want to see if I can Pulling All right, there's over. no there's no judges. No official winner is going to be read out, so they're not going to do like the hand thing. Uh no knockout knockouts are no, excuse me. Knockouts are legal. The uh, a KO can be is up to the ref's discretion. So if the ref, the ref can call the fight as he sees fit. No headgear, twelve ounce gloves, eight three minute rounds. So it's not a it's not a full fight. I I could be like you can convince me like okay eight three minute rounds that's fine. But if you're not going to declare a winner and loser, then how do you gamble on it? Isn't that the whole point of boxing? Kind of like horse racing. They'd be like, oh, we're going to have this race between American Pharaoh and Justify. I mean, actually, those two are good. I don't even know how to compare it. But but we're not going to determine a winner. Like, what, what what's the point? Yeah, like, uh, so Floyd's just going to knock him out almost instantly, right? Absolutely, yeah. The way that Logan has disrespected him so far throughout this whole leading up to the fight. Yeah, Floyd, it, it's not going to last long. It's June Floyd 6th. Isn't... It's on Sunday? Yeah, Sunday at 8 p.m. Sunday? Well, it's not going to be 8 p.m. either. You know that buddy's that puppy's going to last for... Well, it is in Miami, so maybe it won't be like too terribly late. But eight... Sunday? What are we... What? <laughs> not even like a holiday weekend Sunday either. I, I'd make like a Saturday night out of this, I think. What the hell? I don't. I don't. Man, what, are, what, are, what is with people making these TV decisions? Uh, I mean, really I think dumb. the I think the one who was in charge of this was probably like, "Hey, this is not going to last very long. Um, we may or may not even get some pay per views out of it. So let's just put it on a Sunday. Forget it." Yeah, and people are freaking out about like the no winner thing. Uh, I, I think it's just basically uh, we're gonna you're gonna know who kind of the winner is. I it's mean, so it's, little- it's, it's an exhibition boxing match, you know. It's so little Logan doesn't get his feelings hurt. No, I don't think that's... I think it's more of... I bet it was more of a thing for Floyd in case he just doesn't care and gets hit with one. You know, I... Well, it wasn't going to be like an official sanctioned match, so maybe the rules about that. Yeah, at the end of the day, I was reading an article about it yesterday. The Florida Boxing Commission said that they did not... They could not regulate it. They couldn't judge a fight of this caliber just because of where each fighter is. Logan Paul 0-1 starting up a career that's going to go absolutely nowhere versus one of the best boxers of all time, if not the best boxer of all time. They, they just can't. There's no, way to, there's no way to rule that. He's 0-1? Yeah, he lost to some other YouTube clown. What? Yeah, it's true. I thought he like has been beaten like Nate Robinson and stuff. No, like that. that's that's Jake Paul. That's his brother. Logan's the clown that's not an actual boxer. He's just the YouTube guy. Jake is the guy that's actually trying to be a boxer. He's the one that's actually pretty pretty good. But he's the one that beat Ben Askren's gonna fight Tyron Woodley, beat Nate Robinson. So Jake is your good one. Who's the guy that uh okay, well that makes me less excited about it. Not that I was all that pumped, but uh, I guess I wouldn't mind seeing Floyd just knock somebody out, but uh, now I'm disappointed. Uh, this stinks. So Floyd, the best, the best. Let me put it this way to you, TJ. The okay. best boxer of all time is fighting a freaking clown. That I mean, this is a fight who, that should never be fought at all. That's what it sounds like. Who grabbed yeah. his hat and ran away? 
Uh, Jake did. His brother, yeah. Which His was brother. just, man, all-time great promo. I've got your hat. I've got your hat. <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. So why wouldn't they have the good boxer fight the best boxer? Because, well, because, you know, Floyd Mayweather, he's all about his money. Logan Paul is arguably one of the most rich YouTube guys and well-known YouTube guys there is. So this truly is all about money for not even just Floyd, but for Logan as well. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, maybe it makes sense to put it on a Sunday night. A texter says, please tell me at least one of you all is a fan of Friends. If so, did you watch the reunion? I'm not ashamed to admit that I might have shed a few tears. It was great. I'm not a Friends oh, guy, goodness. sadly, texter. I've never understood why people like Friends. It's probably – like. I know some of it for me is just the the laugh tracks where they 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 giggle after every line and that annoys the bejesus out of me. And yes, it's a studio audience, I know, but like it's not it's not that funny. Like I just I don't I don't nothing about it has ever humored me. That's 0 for 2. I'm going to make it 0 for 3 because Woo! I'm not a Friends fan either. Wow. Wow, you have the KRC official? Suck it, friends. Texture says, Nicholas, only people who sold their soul to the devil say you can have it all. Come see if Nick has cloven hoofs. Goat noise. Matt, wait, no. Is it, do, do goats bad? Ah. Yeah, but that's like a sheep, too. Do sheep, it's it's sheep? very similar. It's a fine line. It is similar. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Farm animal expert Justin weighing in. Hey, Pekins, you got to know your farm every, animals and your dinosaurs. Every animal, TJ. Why are we excluding this to farm animals? Every animal. <laughs> All right. You said it, buddy. Roush telling UK football to tell people not to be slowing their roll. Did she call you a dingus? Roll call. I don't get it. I don't. I, 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 I don't get it. Text I think it was like when you were doing the notes and they told you you said oh. roll, but you were slow. They were oh, slow. yeah. I got called a dingus. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Well, that's nothing new. What's the next? Oh, we got John again. Oh, John is back. Okay. Clifford is a pretty good movie and definitely has its funny moments. I won't take anything away from the movie, but remember National Geographic. You will laugh later. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. Also, Ben Savage makes an appearance. Out of the five stars, I would give the movie a solid four stars. Wow. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. Have a great weekend. Man, John, that's an awfully optimistic rating. I, this better be laugh out loud funny. I didn't know Ben Savage made an appearance or I would have already watched it. I'll probably be watch. I, I, if I remember, I may watch it this weekend. So I, I may come back Monday with my Clifford review. Yeah, I'm uh, right now. Uh, I I got into the Ken Burns Civil War, so between that and an old Survivor season, it's like I'm living ten years past. They just had the first hidden immunity idol, TJ. So that's game that's changer. where we're at right now. Yeah, big time game changer. But uh, very inside baseball here. They they when they turn in the idol, they did it before the vote and not after people had already voted. So they switched them around and since uh, like. Like Bobby John wouldn't have gone home if they just cast their votes for somebody else. So, uh, you know, like everything Survivor, they try it, they tweak it, and they improve it later. And uh, they're going to have to do that. Gotcha. 
Texture says, hypothetical situation, but if you wanted to pay recruits, why not allow kids to find money? The kids turn it into the police, then after a number of days, the money goes unclaimed and the players get the money. I will say, though, like, I don't know how, exactly how these work, but you would it's think not bad, that... not a bad idea. Like, if you're... Uh, if you are a... If you're setting up an official visit, couldn't you... You know, just leave it in the safe. Could, right. like, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Giving money to players is so easy. The fact that Tennessee was doing it with McDonald's bags is so dumb. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, goodness gracious, guys. You, I, like, I, all right, here's here's a, here's a, like a Wednesday one. All right, so you like tell the team with the player with the recruits, like, hey, you know, go go walk around campus. You hire this really old woman, and you can trust her. She ain't going to snitch on nobody. And she is somewhere on, like, the edge of campus, and she needs some help, but she's super rich. And then, like, these recruits – you have somebody – one of the players on the team be like, hey, should we go help this lady? And then the recruits, like, help, and then the old lady – like, this is all quiet. You know, you don't have any big press or anything like that to, like, film it. You're not trying to make these players be good Samaritans or anything like that. And then the old lady says, you all helped me. You made my day. Here, take this money. You got to have it. I, I I, won't take no for an answer. What are you doing there? What are you doing there? Huh? Nothing. Well, here's the deal. Kentucky athletes, I mean, not even just the basketball guys, they're recognizable. So if that if that went down, somebody's going to see it and record it, and then who knows what happens at that point. All right, then it's going to be somewhere really secluded. Like it, it's in a parking garage or something like that. Ooh, it's in, it's in the it's in the yeah. Qdoba it's in or it's in the Salsaritas bathroom I should say I don't think <laughs> Lexington does have a Salsaritas but not right there on campus I, it can be somewhere really secretive Justin it doesn't have to be and and then like the you know it's all the lady starts crying gives him a hug says I've just got so much money I don't know what to do with it all here please take this three thousand dollars go to UK play basketball I think it's a better option than the texter wrote in solely because. If you've got all these prospective D1 basketball players finding money and then weeks later goes unclaimed, they get it back, uh, they're going to catch on to that at some point, I would think. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. Uh, let's keep it going. 502-414-1450. Remember when the Cards fans got mad that Florida State had their cleats on when they were working out on the Great Lawn? Oh, uh, that was a... Man, that feels like an eternity ago. Wasn't that Florida State's first trip up here as a member of the ACC? Yeah, it may have been, but it also may have been that close, like heartbreaking loss that they had. That, that was just when Louisville football was a little bit big, big, big timer, bigger time, bigger, big time, more big time. It was like they, you know, they were they were getting nitpicky about that stuff. Now it's like let's just hope Georgia Tech doesn't hang sixty on us for one completion. But I do remember that, Texter. I do remember when they got mad. And then Florida State got mad because they were like, hey, nobody can look. <laughs> I was like, how could you not find a high school somewhere? You know, like, why are you going to the Great Lawn? Didn't, wasn't, didn't they go somewhere else, too? Then they end up having to go to, like, a rooftop garage or something like that. I think they ended up going two places. Um. Yeah. I, and I also remember them being somewhere else like maybe not even to to work out but it was one of those things like oh so we're just where is florida state going to show up around town next like it feels like they were in town a lot longer than yeah. a team would normally be in town it was kind of odd it, it was or was that maybe the 
you know, because Louisville did beat the snot out of Florida State when Lamar had that really big game. It could have been that game, too. I don't know. The years, they run together, don't they? They really do. But I thought their first year was like the heartbreaking loss. And then and then the year after that may have been the college game day Lamar game, which was pretty incredible. He, he, Lamar, that you know, talking about Johnny Manziel, just those like once every five year like talents, they really are fun to watch. It's it makes it hard when they're at your rival. Seriously, seriously. Um the uh Man, Florida State just beating Louisville, even when they stink. And then, oh, yeah, stealing their Chubba from them. Imagine getting your Chubba stolen from you by a team that just owns you. Gosh, that would be really tough. Almost as tough as having all of the best players in your city go to your in-state rivals. Man, real tough. Hey, Roush, I got a volleyball update for you from last night. Oh, oh, am I going to get – differing uh stories from my sources or was the sports talker the sports smack talker smacking that ball down in the sand well your update is we lost (laughs) again we did we got one out of three oh boy this one was a heartbreaker in game two we're up we had like a six or seven point lead in every game but we were up like 24 21 24 22 whatever it was and they go on a run, 24-24. They're still serving. They score a point, And then they just walk off the sand. And we're like, well, you got to win by two, right? Yeah. Baxter Jacks, games one and two, you don't have to win by two. Game three, you do. Oh, my what? God. What a dumbass rule. Seriously. And they were like, well, we just we wouldn't want the games to go on forever. It's like then put a cap on it at thirty then, but like every you win by two. That's the yeah, rules. I think the cap at the place. So they they, they go to twenty one twenty one and then fifteen in your third. No, twenty five twenty five, fifteen. Right. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Yeah, I think the cap where my wife plays is maybe like twenty nine. Yeah. No, I've like played. I've, three, I've even been some that are twenty eight, and it's like okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. But you win by two, and then you know, not that we would a lot. We will. It wasn't like we weren't trying anyways, but also would have been nice to know, like, hey, if we mess up this point, we lose the game, everybody. So get with it. But uh, it, it we lost. We lost. Mm, we lost. Tough. Yeah. Texter says, tough. so why does everyone – I but I get back at it again tonight, so I'm excited about it. <laughs> so why does everyone just not care about Zion getting paid to go to Duke? Coach K deserves to go out and shame – but it will all be kicked under the rug. Can you imagine if it was the common, if it was common knowledge that Nike paid Anthony Davis a million dollars, the NCAA would shut us down and there would be 50 articles about how slimy Cal is. But Duke crickets, totally agree. That's why, like, as a person, I'm sure Coach K is nice, obviously, in the military academy. You you respect him as a coach, but it's I, I'm I'm pushing back on this narrative that he is, like, the holier-than-thou coach. He is dirty he's dirtier than hell of a lot dirtier than cal it's just media treats these coaches based on who gives them information and who's nice to them out in public and that's fine i get it that you can build friendships but as reporters and journalism you're supposed to be fair and the treatment cal has gotten not so much lately but early in his career at uk it just wasn't fair like it, it just wasn't people crushed them for one and dones everybody did one and dones people mm-hmm. crushed them for like uh you know 
if you if you're at Kentucky for two years, he's going to recruit over you. Uh, coach brings in best players available. Stop the presses, you dinguses. Pat Forty's been a joke throughout Cal's whole career, but he's kind of proven himself a joke just in the in the industry of journalism to begin with. But but K gets a pass. He yeah. just does. He he gets to. It doesn't matter. The Zion stuff really is crazy because there's only two people that ever even talk about the legal findings. When you have legal findings in the Southern District of New York, I mean, my God, Dan Wetzel, the whole crew is there, you know? So I don't – that is one thing that you would think that the most popular player in college basketball for a year, a number – you would just assume that they would pay more attention to it but I, they've really turned a blind eye to any of that stuff happening with Zion. And I mean, I Zion don't, was I don't get it. not the most popular basketball player in a year. He was the most co- popular college basketball player in probably at least 10 years, and then you could maybe put him in the same realm of like a J.J. Redick just because J.J. Redick was in college basketball for, for so long. But Zion Williamson as a college basketball player was more popular nationwide than Anthony Davis. Anthony yeah. Davis was better and had a better year, but like Zion Williamson's YouTube fame put him on a level that he, he could have gone to Clemson, he could have gone to Kentucky, he still would have been the most popular college basketball player in the last decade, maybe two decades, maybe even longer than that, maybe ever. And there was just evidence that his family had a house paid for in Durham. There's evidence that there was just cash payments paid to him. And you're telling me the national media is not all over it. Now we're just over this stuff. Like, you know, the pay for play FBI scandal that we heard about for years. That was like, that was national news for a long time, but Zion Williamson, the most popular player. And I think people are just a little bit more normalized to like, who can't, you know, if you're getting money, big Mm -hmm. deal, everybody's cheating, who cares? But we're talking about in the conversation for the greatest coach of all time is has potentially cheated multiple times and nothing like nobody's nobody's writing the what's going on in Duke articles. Why does shady things keep happening to Duke? It's an absolute joke. It is. And that's why you just I have no respect for 95 percent of national media and college basketball. They're they're clowns. Perhaps that's why Coach K is retiring to take the heat off the whole Zion story. So I, I turn don't, it around, make it all about me. I don't doubt that there's probably some truth to that too. That it's just like, hey, I'm getting out of it. You all, uh, yeah, I know Zion. Maybe some people I didn't know about it, but I'm not even going to mess with it. I'm just getting out of the game. I'm sick of the transfers. I'm, but he's also 74 too. He's a pretty old dude. So uh, I, I wouldn't doubt that that couldn't ha- that that may have not been a factor. But that would mean the NCAA would have to look into it. And so far, like the texter said, crickets. Mm-hmm. Chirp, chirp, or is that cicadas? Uh, cicadas are more of just like a haunting echo. I wouldn't know. Way, they don't come to the south end where it's still, just a beautiful area of town. They refuse to, to come to our end. They're not in Linden. I, I just I don't get it, but uh, I'm not really terribly mad at it, to be honest, because anytime it seems like I drive on 64 between like Cannons and Grinstead, my car just becomes a tank and cicadas are in the path of destruction. I played a golf course last week where they were everywhere, every hole. It was the most relaxing round of golf I've ever played. I, I, I don't I don't really hate the noise. I mean, I maybe, don't I'd either. Get, maybe I'd get sick of it if I heard it 24-7, but it is, and it is a little haunting, but it's kind of fun. I just kind of, you know. It's like background noise. It's like when you hear the, the tree frogs at night. I love it. Love it. You have tree frogs in the South End? Oh, yeah. 
like like oh, the parkway. Yeah, uh, poison dart frogs. Don't oh eat. Oh my them. gosh! Yeah, that's wild. All right, everybody, have a good weekend. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks to all the texters that texted on the show all week. We appreciate you. Be safe. We'll see you on Monday. This is KRC. Oh, I'm Big Exports Radio. Okay. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kale.